we were watching Mean Girls. Rub Vaseline on the lens. And that's how we party. Light. Coming to America, meet the parents. Instagram posts. Anything by Cassavetes, filmmaking. You like any movies about like regular people? Final Cut Pro, Adderall, Grain, Experimental Film, Fassbender. This is how I went. Get me brackage. Pre-exposed negative. I'm a straight up slut. Vaseline. Adderall. You'll never make it this business. Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, an off-the-cuff episode, the first of its kind. It's also our season finale, episode 10. Welcome to the season finale of the Ion Pod, episode 10. We needed to get on here because of all this Shankaroo shit today. It was hard to even, like, post shit about, but there's a a lot going on here. Yeah, it looks like... uh... Shane Carruth, not innocent. Looks like it's uh, one of those real justified cancelings, huh? No, su- no surprise, honestly. I I remember meeting Shane. I've watched tons of interviews with Shane. Like, he's one of these quiet, shy, reserved, very controlling, obsessive kind of dudes that, like, there's a whole modern ocean beneath the placid surface. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, um... Like the the uh, mouse shit that he was tweeting. If anyone saw that, we okay. First of all, should we explain it for maybe people who don't know? It's not like it's the hugest news story. I mean, I guess if you're like into movies, you know. Yeah. Okay. So Shane Carruth, writer, director, actor, composer, whatever the fuck, um, has made two movies. One primer, which all the fucking Reddit and sells love to obsess over. Time travel <laughs> movie from a long time ago. That he made for super cheap on film. Then years later, he made Upstream Color, which was uh, very digital, very modern, um, and that's always really done. I think he like wrote for that movie did, Looper. Did um, he did the music on Girlfriend Experience? The music on Girlfriend Experience, which we should mention, was largely directed, or at least half the episodes were directed by Amy Simon, his former girlfriend. And also the co-star of Upstream Color, a great director in her own right, which obviously Twitter is jumping on top of uh, because it's a classic age-old tale of like, we need to be focusing on Amy Simons, which we should. She's an incredible director, incredible actress. Um, but Girlfriend Experience old... was sick. I forgot. I've, I haven't seen it in a while. I only watched the Girlf- first season, I think. It was really good. Yeah, big shouts to Girlfriend Experience. Those... The, yeah, he, he, Shane did the score for that stuff, and Amy Simons directed half the episodes, and um, they're they're really great. That's I mean the, the movie, the Soderbergh movie is sick, and then at the first season of Girlfriend Experience is sick. It, it fell off a little bit, in my opinion. But it yeah, I, I only watched the first season. But dude, sidebar, um, yeah, what is it, dude? I like don't like Upstream Color, and only like. And I, and I really like Primer. What does that say about me? Is that like, it makes me feel like such an incel. I think that's pretty incel of you. I mean, like, I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I, I respect Primer and I think it's cool, but like, I, I love Upstream Color. Or at least I admire a lot of things about Upstream Color. But this is obviously, I don't know. It's like this question of like, does artists being fucked up change your opinion of their work and i'm tempted to say that it doesn't but i also obviously don't really approve of what's going on no it it absolutely doesn't affect it for me and i like it's like i don't expect much of shane i I expect him to be a huge piece of shit like that's a a very obvious that's what i always like do you think that your favorite artists are going to be like wonderful people all the time like people who make weird shit that's like brilliant are gonna be not to defend anyone's like fucked up like rapey shit but it's just like the people you you whose work you love are not always going to be good people and it's just like how it no, is. no i like, totally agree yeah i'm like we I, should give him a little context for what's going on so like, Shane, to, all right yeah whatever 
So basically, a couple of weeks ago, Shane on his Twitter account responded to somebody's tweet with a picture of like a package in his house or whatever. And in the corner of the picture, you can very clearly see framed into the photo a restraining order filed by Amy Simons against Shane Carruth. And, you know, knowing how obsessive and controlling and like how, you know, specific his shots are and everything, like the dude knew that this bit of information was included. No, in I mean, dude, it's like, like, it's like so framed. The names are perfect. It's like, it's like not even like, worth I think debating. He, I think his, his way of like it being disguised as like, it's the upstream color Twitter account, which I didn't even know was like a Twitter account that he ran. It's like yeah. a response to a tweet. It's very sort of like kind of faux covert in this kind of like weird way. Right. Well, he like probably he thought that she was the only one who would see it. You know what I mean? Right. And people have speculated that like, he just did it for her to see, which is like yeah, a classic. Yeah, like, that's probably mostly it. I'm not saying that I've been in the same situation, but like I understand on some level the need to like, if you're not able to reach someone who you were very close to, doing something's kind of fucked up to that. You you know, he probably knows that she checks his Twitter and would see it. I don't really know like what it communicates exactly, I, I, but it's just right. like... Neo, I don't even know about doing something fucked up, but it's like everyone... Dude, this is part of the like, yeah, just it's like part of the brain, human condition. This it's is the like brain you, poisoning of social media era. It's like you know, like the person that you think about is most likely seeing. Like you can instantly communicate something to them without having to actually reach out to them. It's like, obviously, it's you know what I mean. It's like it's really underrated. This is the first time in history where that's the thing. Like if you like really desperately want someone who you care about to see something. You you can you can make them. You see can it show them, yeah, because you not have to probably... have, and it's like disguised as not showing them. You know what I mean? Like it's really. Although crazy. based off of the and the, so Variety picked up this story. Uh, so basically, just rewinding a little bit, somebody on Reddit who actually messaged us um, posted like, "Hey, did anybody notice this restraining order that is in the corner of Shane's uh, Twitter post? Like, what the fuck?" And that sent off this, like, whole Twitter storm of, like, okay, abusive piece of shit. Look at, like, what a madman he is, whatever. Um, that that Reddit account also sent us his home phone number and his address. Yeah, let it be known <laughs> that the person who broke the Shane Cruz story and canceled Shane Cruz is a packer. Immediately flocked to, a to message us that they felt really bad. I, I don't think, bro, bro I don't, I, I think, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy that messaged us this, but don't feel bad. Like, Shane designed this to be found out. He's probably pissed off in the first place that no one saw it immediately because this, oh, yeah, this no, news was... is coming out today and he posted this shit like two weeks ago. Yeah, it's like, it, it, he, he, yeah, it's what he wanted, so don't, don't feel like, you know, but don't feel bad. But anyway, like, Twitter ran away with a, a classic, like, white male abuser guy, uh, like, let's champion Amy Simon's work type narrative happening. Variety picks up the story. There's a lot more information in the Variety article, yeah. which actually details a lot of, like, the allegations of, like, Shane's horrible behavior, which once I read that, I was like, okay, no, this dude, is yeah, so officially fucked. Should I read some? I was going to read some quotes from it, and then I'll... Yeah, read some quotes. Okay, so... It explains what we just explained, that he tweeted this picture let unrelated that happened to have the restraining order in the background, and then it further details. So, uh, Samitz filed for the order on June 12th, saying that Carruth's messages had become increasingly disturbing and that she was terrified of him. In a May 15th message, which was attached to her request, Carruth allegedly said, quote, You are Shiva, the goddess of death. I see you. I will know when it's time for you to be done, dot, dot, dot. You should be scared. You don't know what I'm going to do. You should be scared, end quote. I yeah. mean, this has all the telltale signs of, like, manic depression and, like, unbelievably abusive behavior. Like, well, well also, like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. also, I mean, that's the quote, but we also, she alleges that, I can't find it where, she said that she, he, like, strangled her, right? I didn't, I didn't say that. 
Maybe it's not in the variety articles, in a different one. Yeah, I mean, no, the no, you so are, the variety, you, yeah, okay. On one occasion in 2016, Simons alleges that Gruth jumped on her in a hotel room and strangled her until she struggled to breathe. According Jesus to filings Christ. attached to her application for the order. She also alleges that he's continued to harass and abuse her since she broke up with him in 2018. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like insane. Um, I mean, the you are Shiva thing is like the most maniacal, like fucking no, Charles Manson. No, that's what I'm shit. saying. So then, um, okay. In 2018, Caruth denied any physical abuse and the judge declined to make the order permanent. According to Simons' recent application, that emboldened Caruth to continue harassing her in emails and messages. In a December 18th email, also attached to her filing, he wrote, You want to fight me? Bring it. I will kill you. Uh, he later wrote, I know exactly where your house is. You'll never beat me. Understand how dangerous you are making this encounter. Well, we also know where his house is now. Um, True. I think this stuff is like... Jesus. It's, it's, it's honestly really upsetting to read. It's like... It's one thing for like, kind of like a... a I mean, every first of all, everybody on Twitter jumped on this before any of these details came out. Like the the storm on Twitter came far before the Variety article. Like we were we were following it. Yeah, but all dude, day. I don't know. It's like you're not going to have a restraining order filed against you if you like are totally innocent of anything. I I don't necessarily agree. There's plenty of restraining orders filed by people across across the country. That no that, no um, no. Okay, I take that back. But I get like. I, I guess it is, okay, just like in the the Twitter jumping on defense, not that I'm like with it or whatever, um, just the fact that he put it in the picture, it, it is pretty wild. It's like... No, it's, it's, it was on purpose. And people know, the other thing is that he knows about his own mythology, like with amongst like fans on the internet or like people who like his movies or whatever. And people, I I, mean, I wasn't even aware, like I, 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 was a fan of his of his stuff on some level and i was not even aware of like the level of fandom for shane's shit on the internet and i'm sure he's very aware of that because he's a very in highly intelligent person you know to the point of like you know he's a fucking asshole and now clearly a piece of shit um but he's aware that people are analyzing the things that he does, the things that he posts, like the people who are obsessed with him know that this account is him. They're probably looking at all of his fucking uh, replies and mentions and favorites and whatever. Like they're watching him. Oh, dude, he tweeted. And he's aware else. of that. He tweeted something else. So yeah, so after the Variety article, he kind of completely ignores and that anything that his like name is probably like basically trending, and that all of these people are just like completely writing him off. People I should mention have who have written very kindly of him in the past, um, but yeah, you know opinions change and things come to light and they should. But he starts tweeting about like a mouse that he finds in his apartment, and you should read the tweet where it's clearly uh, like it's okay. So it's like this really bizarre, like very theater vibe of him talking about like this mouse that he found that's dying but he's clearly like and he's like tweeting pictures of this mouse and read like, what he wrote that that's clearly like meant to be taken metaphorically about, the, like, like, the marriage shit? well he talks about like the mouse being trapped and like when do you kill it and like it was i mean it's like really psycho oh yeah shit. hold on let me, let me find it um or like you know the the rattle go crazy if it's in this box and it's like it's clearly like alluding to like yeah. his position and like kind of like quarantine. I don't know. It's like really weird, but it's clearly in classic like his art. For, like he clearly fancies himself like one of the great artists of his of our time. Like he thinks he's. I, I genuinely think he thinks that like he's the most brilliant person on the planet, which is like the makings of like a psychopath. And Shane, if you listen to this, you better watch your back, bro. Oh, yeah, okay, so after tweeting, dude, I don't even understand this. So after tweeting all this weird shit about this mouse that he found is dying, and he's like, should I kill it? Should I put it in the yard? If I put it in the yard, something's gonna come eat it. Some, like, earnest reply. What's the plan if it's still alive but doesn't leave? And he tweets back, that's a marriage vow, so if it happens, I will have found love. 
like, dude. Uh, yeah, I know. Dude, this he's is... also he's also dropping Dropbox links of like random pieces of score that he's made. Like, yeah, like he dropped another one a few hours ago. That's what I was saying. But dude, this is some Elliot Rogers shit. You know what I mean? Like, I seriously I feel know. like he's about to go on. Like, I'm, this is some scary. No, shit. when when we start when we were following like how he continued to tweet in the midst of like a variety. I mean, like biggest like fucking entertainment magazine posting like a story about like what a piece of shit you are and like normally tweeting along the day i was like this could be like it's actually scary and there was like that quote that you found that was like you know he's a high level threat or whatever and like this really is the behavior of someone who is possibly going to do something very bad and i should also mention that i think that yeah, no, I'm, I'm, like, uh, i don't know i don't mean to be like causing you know some type of bigger issue where there isn't one but like these tweets are like fucking scary i don't know the the question that i've been wrestling with all day is that like and the reason that i have such a kind of negative reaction to the twitter reaction is that like it's great to put this type of behavior on blast but at the same time people are kind of complaining about we shouldn't be focusing on shane we need to be focusing on amy simons which i agree with but by by giving more gravity to what's going on here we're just talking about Shane and we're not talking about Amy. Like what, what is like, there's, I, I forget her Twitter account, but there was like a, a specific tweet that first brought this to light and like started the storm on Twitter. And then there's a guy who, or a girl who posted on Reddit and then there's variety and in all of these different, you know, igniters of the flame, everyone is focusing themselves on Shane and his behavior, which I've just been thinking about like, okay, if, if we want to just focus on Amy or like give her her space, like none of you guys are doing that. Like all of you guys are making a show of like putting yourself on moral high ground in the midst of someone else's personal trauma. And you're really the ones that are kind of taking away focus from, I mean, and that was by Shane's design. Shane knew that that would happen. And that's what he's, that's the abusive thing that he's doing is he knows everybody's going to write the story about him rather than her. And right. as much as people are going to try to be like, let's focus on Amy. The story's about him. The st like, and that's, that's like the diabolical nature of this, this thing, which is fucked up. But I also think that the people who are posting about this and causing a stir about it need to also un understand their own role in bringing these things to light because they're perpetuating the mythos that he has now put out into our ethos. Right. Yeah, I mean, he, dude, he's probably trying to, like, he, like, knows it's coming and he wants to, like, go out with a bang. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, I'm about to be canceled, so I'm going to, like, uh, do this, like, weird-ass thing on Twitter so it'll be, like, I'll, you know, like, my downfall be immortalized as me going out as this is like lunatic you know what i mean i mean i because to me it's like it's yeah exactly and i think i i just i almost can't like he's he's such a like he's clearly such a narcissist that like i would imagine that he would try to discredit her somehow or do something i don't know more strategic or smarter for the position that he's in in terms of getting him, his, himself out of this but he's really you know he's prematurely canceled himself and caused i mean like he's ruined his own career essentially um and ruined his reputation and i just i'm, I'm kind of curious what the plan is exactly yeah, dude, in th th terms that's of why i think everything is so scary because he clearly like doesn't care about his own like he doesn't care about torpedoing his own career and life it, so he's, he's clearly like really obsessive Unhinged, yeah. like he's on some like scarily fixated like obsessive stalking shit with her and that's why this is some scary shit it is and we don't we're not trying to cause a stir either but like if i don't know it just feels like we're, if he's on the precipice of something that is i mean he's clearly already kind of dangerous and you know his ex-girlfriend or you know ex-partner um has detailed that sort of behavior for years now and now he sort of has a public stage to, i mean more people are talking about shane caruth today and yesterday than they have uh, you know at all honestly he's like not really that famous um yeah famous i mean nerds but yeah i don't i mean yeah he's he somehow just like has really 
really maintained a career over the strength of two movies, but like he pub there was an interview published with him a couple of months ago where and this is very in line with like the worry and caution that we're kind of like talking about here is that like how like he's sort of a disgruntled Hollywood outsider who has tried to lift off multiple different projects that are like millions tens of millions of dollars in budget like he yeah he tried to kind of do something else and he's like a the the interview details someone who is very unhappy and disgruntled uh with the state of the industry and how they won't recognize his genius and all of these things that are sort of classically toxic male characteristics um but there was it's funny because when that came out there was a lot of people on the internet being like this is why hollywood is fucked up and there was a much smaller percentage that was like shane is the one who's fucked up and now more information comes to light. It's like, okay, Shane's fucked up. And if you read the comments on any of these articles, there's tons of people who have worked with him who are being like, you know, he's a piece of shit. Like, you know, I worked with this guy, like, worst experience of my life, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I never it, doubted that he was a piece of shit. I mean, it's like, but I just don't, like, I don't hold artists that I like to having to be people who are like enjoyable to be around or it's just like that's just not how it's going to be and you shouldn't expect that from people whose work you like it's just not going to happen I, I agree but i think part of the reason it's particularly scary right now is because of the state of the world and being someone like him who already in of itself without the race war happening as it is is a disgruntled careerist narcissist right and in the midst of like being like a white guy creator director whatever the fuck like he probably this is probably the most disenfranchised and like belittled he could possibly feel as a megalomaniac so which is true. a very scary place to be so true um and you know he probably deserves whatever's coming to him but uh we just wanted to hop on the pod and uh and talk about this because this shit is i mean just go to his twitter account go to upstream color like it's it's wild They're like this dude is just like he's uh, he's dropping dropbox links of like ambient music like this is the scariest shit yeah whatever i mean and big shouts to amy samitz she's sick si simitz simitz whatever she's um, yeah big shouts to amy simitz she's sick uh yeah. Go support her instead. Throw me all I got. <laughs> um, I dude, I hate when someone gets canceled and everyone's like, I never liked them. It's like, dude, like, good for you. But that being said, you know what I mean? But like that being I mean, said. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there, there's been, I mean, there are very few and far between, but there are some takes on Twitter that are like, like where, where were all of y'all and like, you know, upstream color, primer, resign, like your decade best of list. You know what I mean? It's like everyone loves, everyone loves, everyone loves this dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, he's I'm, a scary guy, though. I mean, look at, just look at press photos of him. Like, this guy's, this guy's, oh, got yeah. Shit this is why I said Elliot Rogers shit, man. Look at him. There's some, there's some shit going on. Um, you are Shiva. Dude, that's so horrifying. At least, like, now he's, I can feel okay not liking upstream color dude i i do feel like an incel for liking primer though dude I, what i was talking to you about something recently and you were like dude i want to stop talking about this and i was like what why and you're like i feel like i have no game when i'm talking about this like i feel like so not <laughs> dude what was it i forget red but, scare <laughs> i completely forget what it was we were talking about something super nerdy and like I completely forget, but I, now that that was that idea, like about like was it about like camera equipment or like like nerdy like something like that. Shit? It was it was it was something like gear talk, but it was like, uh, dude, I'll like never YouTube I'll, like YouTube tutorials. No, dude, because it was like something that we we like actually did enjoy talking about, but like just like felt like we were, I was like we were becoming more and more of incels the more we talked about it. Anyway, that, I don't think I don't think liking Primer is like inherently inside. I mean, like yeah. I I I admire that movie because it's like you know it's like low budget and it like achieves something that's difficult to do on a low budget and like it's something it's I mean it's like a science fiction movie and science fiction movies 
you know, good ones generally have like a lot of resources and right. like he had very little yeah, resources true. and and it's like a it's a genuinely uh you know, engaging and intriguing movie and, and world and I mean upstream colors are like, clearly the work of like a narcissist and asshole, but like I'm I, I like I'm interested in that movie because like the level of control demonstrated in that movie is was always impressive to me just like from like him doing the score i mean like his acting is far and away like the worst part of the movie but um but just like scoring it writing it directing it even being in it it's just like it's clearly someone who's like grappling with like so many different levels of control in a way that like you rarely see in a movie and like obviously now here we've seen that like that that instinct can can turn sour and destructive or possibly always is all along the way and it's yeah it's like one it's one of these like rotten apples of of being a good artist on on some level is like you know when when you give into that your those primal instincts too much that you you can really become like a really uh horrid you know human being um and it's, yeah. it is. I think the saddest thing is that it isn't surprising to me as someone who who used to obsess about that movie and and just like him and his his mystique is that like there's there's such a dark side to this shit and uh, I I genuinely feel bad for Amy and uh, you know just every every everything involved with this is it's it's just super sad and it's it's just it's not really uplifting at the end of the day it just it just sucks and uh, check another one off the list. Yeah, all auteurs are perverts. I mean, it's it's probably safe to say that like most of the people whose art we've admired and lauded, not us specifically, but just us as a culture, um, are inherently problematic. Um, I don't know if you want to get into to Kanye, but there's there's a lot to be said there too. Um, Dude, I don't, but I think yeah, fuck Kanye hate. I love Kanye. I'll always be inspired by Kanye, even if he has like bad opinions. I mean, great. I mean, genuinely through and through, greatest artist of our generation. Um, but I think there's a commonality between people who become subversive in light of great art, um, which is that there is there's a screw loose or there's some sort of, you know, mental. Uh, fault there's there's something there's something going wrong on some level that inspires some sort of like you know diamond cut brilliance and kanye is obviously someone who suffers from that because like i i've always been averse to people talking about kanye previous to our current moment as like someone you know they just always go to mental illness they always go to like oh this dude just needs help like somebody like some like we gotta like yeah I you know, do. It's just like, people for being so woke and sensitive of everything these days like people still like really weaponize like mental illness or like being crazy and like as a means of discrediting in there and like doing it from this really patronizing like faux concern way which is just like yeah the folk so yeah we're done with the faux concern for kanye like yeah, that's like, not that's something i'm sick up. of seeing obviously he like has like he's like saying pro life shit and a bunch of like wax that like it, it, like at the end of the day i don't know i just i here's an i here's an i unpack exclusive kanye is currently shooting a pro-life anti-abortion short film in cody wyoming as a promotion for the new album wow wow I'm not supposed to say that, but that's what he's doing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I think it goes without saying that he is like has some bad backwards ideas these days. But I still like he's, he's bipolar. He's, he is he is bipolar or like manic or whatever. Like he has like no. What I was gonna say is that I am averse to when people talk about oh he's just doing this for publicity, and then right. in this current moment, it's the first time. That you know the whole breakdown on Twitter, you know, with the with the fire take of Chris Jong Un, which is one of his best lines <laughs> of, of, of all time. I mean, I um, think Kanye like is his best line of all time, and that, that yeah, Kanye is great. Um, which is a lyric from I think "Wash Up, Wash Us in the Blood." Like it's it's a, it's like a bar. Um, Kanye's, but 
Yeah, Kanye is like in the track that they just dropped with Travis. Um, uh, I didn't listen to it. But yeah, Kanye is great. But no, but just the idea that he does it for publicity before an album, I've always just been like, that's not true. He's just like a little unhinged. And then like with this whole thing with like the Kim, uh, you know, responding to Kanye's apology, I was like, I started to think, I was like, maybe, maybe everyone's right. Like this, it started to feel very 4D chess and calculated in a way that I was like, he does have an album coming out. Like what? Or it, it could also just be wrapped up in like, he gets super manic before he puts an album out. Like yeah, I mean, so I feel like it might about. be kind of subconscious. I think he just subconsciously knows when to enter and leave the spotlight, and he just, like, is good at it. But Exactly. I, I, I don't think I, it's actually calculated. It's probably more instinctive. Right, exactly. exactly. But I also just, dude, I don't know. Even if he has horrible opinions, is what I've been trying to say. It's like, I, I just, I respect his, like, resentment for being told how to think and what to think you know what i mean and like i think it's a perfect example of why the like uh like shaming bullying culture wars attitude is like really ineffective and is just gonna like backfire and turn into things like this well it's backfiring in more ways than just shane and kanye like i don't know how much you know about like the stuff with wiley and like ice cube and all yeah, this like yeah exactly crazy backfired like anti-semitic stuff is coming out from uh from from black artists uh, and it's it's really i mean this is this is the race war like all of this stuff and we kind of knew this would happen but all this stuff is backfiring where like everybody's secret prejudices are now coming to light in the also it's it's a quarantine thing like everyone's going crazy yeah i i know and i think like i yeah i think the kind of like liberal culturally dominant uh attitude of uh, bullying people into uh kind of submission to their you know uh cultural ideals or, or um whatever is really backfiring and it doesn't even have to do with like disagreeing with those ideals or I think people just start to subconsciously just resent being told how to think and it like starts to manifest itself in like becoming like weirdly prejudiced shit it's like it just shows yeah, why it's a horrible tragedy it's like it's what happens when there's a culture obsessed with accountability but like there's no such thing as like forgiveness or you can't make a mistake or like it ruins your life and follows you forever you know what I mean it's like all of these things yeah. add up and lead to just like you know, it's not as black and white as like, oh, well, it makes someone become radicalized. Like, if you push shit down someone's throat, they're going to, like, become right-wing and rebel against you. It's not even, like, an overt ideology thing like that. It's just, like, people are going to resent being told how to think and what to think so much that it's going to just, like, manifest itself in these weird, like, malfunctioning things like anti-Semitic rants on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's just, like, that's what's going to happen. Well, that's and and Kanye was like one of the first people to have been radicalized by that dynamic when when he was going on his like free thinker bit like exactly. in the past few years because you know he's he's surrounded by people who are are blindly of the you know so-called liberal or democratic mindset and like in Hollywood in in weird Hollywood and in the entertainment business like he he felt as as a black man that if he were not of a specific political leaning, then he's a piece of shit or that he's he's not really allowed to have thoughts outside of that. And Kanye's like probably offender number one of like, don't tell me what to do. Right. Like, I don't, I don't taste it. I, I, you know, the line, I don't take advice from people less successful than me. Like that's, that's genuinely well, I, I think the how he of, views the world. The word people like use to describe kind of in this kind of exact phenomenon that I'm, talking about is like contrarian but i think that's like i think that kind of belittles what actually is going on it's not because it's not like people doing things just to go against the grain or, or, or to be a contrarian i think that is kind of missing well to label someone a contrarian is to not engage with their ideas yeah, it's exactly. not engaging with the content of what they're saying or their opinions which might not agree with you it's just it just labels you as an other which is completely it's that like there's nothing constructive about that in a conversation with someone about you know policy or like some sort of 
you know, political thing. It's there's nothing to be said. Once you call someone and it's the same thing. It's like if you call someone racist, if you call someone a contrarian, if you call someone a libtard, like when you uh, and, you know, it's like it's it's on both sides. No, I know, but it's it's on both sides of the coin. No, and like I, I totally, yeah, totally. it's it's funny to call people things, but like at the end of the day, that's like it just no, isn't right. helpful. It's not right. it's not constructive. It's it just it puts someone in a group, and like people are in groups for sure. Like it's a divided time, but like we need to actually just like understand what what the other sides like. We just the convert. I mean, it's such a it's such an obvious thing to say, but like people really now more than ever are averse to having a conversation about anything uncomfortable. And yeah, actually, I, it's like getting worse. It's like the more people love to like say that, then but then they like no one practices what they preach. It's really bizarre. And and we need to. And I think every single person needs to hold themselves accountable for that because it's very. I think part of the reason everyone does it is because it's very easy to do. It's very easy to be like. It's very easy to discount other people's uh, ideas or opinions in the same way that it's very easy for them to discount yours. And like, that is what I think we need to focus on is, is being a, like, I know it's, it's such a fucking like cliche thing, but like listening and learning or whatever, but like, that's just, it is not, I know everyone likes to say that they're doing that, but no one's fucking doing that at all. Exactly. Dude. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone's just saying like, oh no, you're, oh, you think that like they'll build very quickly within five seconds of you saying something, put you in a category of, okay, you're the enemy. It's just, it's this like, it's very doggy dog and it's really fucked up. And I don't think Kanye would have had the, the sort of like Trump endorsed, you know, MAGA moment that he had, had he not felt controlled exactly by the people exactly. who are in his circle. The, uh, dude, the other thing him. is like it's a reaction to what you said about people like, oh, now you're the enemy. People, and, and and this isn't just to say like if you disagree with with someone's like ultimate like cultural or whatever goals that they're fighting for, you're the enemy. It's like you guys, you could have the same goal. Quote like these are like that's what I'm talking about it's like amongst people on the left but if you have like anything that deviates from some type of checklist you're also the enemy it's like it, it's like the kind of goals and ideals don't matter it's like you have to follow them in this exact way or think that the way to reach them is this one specific thing if not you're a problem that's that's why it's you know what I mean it's not it's no longer just this like okay if you're like some like racist like conservative you're the enemy it's like not even that simple it's like if you don't follow my checklist you're the enemy you know what i'm saying yeah which is why you know kanye feels like yeah it's like when biden's saying like you're not black if you don't vote biden or whatever you know it's just like there's all of these and that like that seems such an extreme thing for joe biden to say but like that's kind of how most of the left is they're kind of like if so you don't true. do this thing you are a bad american or like you are not or like, like you're if not, you don't you're not actually on the left yeah that dude, that's my favorite one it's like yeah i mean you know how i feel about this but no i know how you feel about it and like we obviously try to like steer away from from politics on here but i think the important thing is that like regardless of what side you're on like don't i, I just don't think it's helpful to like even really identify as like where like what what side am i on like the idea of sides is what is not yeah, helpful it's, well, it's it, like, just, people love other. people it's just like people humans are just like cult oriented it's like why there's like it's just like, yeah, like we love thinking. sports we love teams yeah. we love winning and not that there's not anything good about you know finding others like your people that you identify with or whatever but uh it's like i don't know don't if someone has a different idea than you I don't mean like give like racists a chance. I'm not saying that. I'm just I, like if someone has like a different idea of like how like a different idea for like means to an end. Like they're not the enemy. Stop like shouting people down. Just like everybody shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean Rick James had it right with unity. It's like <laughs> it, it should be about unity at the end of the day. And I know that's kind of like a lame thing to say, but like that. I, I think as a culture, that's like what we need to move towards. Like, it, it gives me pleasure that like, you know, we might not have the same sort of like film festival or sporting event, like all of these things that sort of like place emphasis on like someone winning, someone losing, something being better than the other. Like we, 
there's a lot of problems in the world and we, we, we don't all need to be fighting each other because we see the, some, someone who might be our friend on another team from us. That's, that's not the, that's like, that's not higher level thinking to just think of everything as like teams. It's, it's bull. That's what's ignorant. That's like, what's bullshit to me. Right. Well, I mean, this is like my darkest view about this like cancel culture in general is like the reason it's such a problem is because the original like goal of like you know the rise of kind of like me too and canceling and cancel culture whatever you want to say was to you know hold people and who abuse their power accountable and get dangerous people like out of the way and it has so has nothing to do with that anymore it's like i feel like it's this really like there's like this animalistic thing people have of enjoying watching someone else fall because like subconsciously just as like an animal in the animal kingdom it's like when someone else falls you get ahead it's like survival of the fittest shit and yeah the sh now the shodden, the people, schadenfreude element. Now, and now people like that used to be a thing that people tried to like not only suppress but just like work past because we're like a fucking society who we're not the animal kingdom but now people can like actively openly like revel in watching other people fall but like do it cloaked in this name of being in, in, in like the idea of being righteous and i think like cancel culture has just made people like it is really cynical i guess but like it's just people feeling righteous for enjoying the downfall of others and like they're not actually like i don't i don't think most people who like participate in cancel culture whatever the fuck are actually thinking about or caring about you know accountability or, or whatever you want to call it it's literally just like they like feeling like they're winning and like being the the fittest that survive yeah the vigor with which everybody jumped on shane caruth and like have with multiple other characters over the past five years on twitter and the moral high ground that you can you can sense them achieving by doing that is is as disgusting to me as anything else like it's it's just such a it's such a horrible human instinct to to find any sort of pleasure in doing that like it's a horrible situation we can call it what it is but i think all of these people like us as a culture and our place in what we do with the information that we receive about people's wrongdoings or misgivings or whatever is like we're just as culpable for perpetuating i mean to me, it's like, you know, we've talked about more wholesome things like like forgiveness and understanding people's faults and where they come from and like how we grow as a society from hearing about people's faults. And like there's there's like it's a wasteland like there's none of that. There's no there's no there's no plea for understanding with anything anymore. It's just some like bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. You know, it's just like, yeah, and, th and that's that. It's just gonna make everybody afraid to to do anything. It it doesn't really it doesn't really help anything. Exactly, so it's just... dude. It's a, even like all of the like whenever people are like publicly showing any like solidarity and uh, like nine times out of ten, I f it feels so disingenuous. And I don't just mean in the like performative way because they feel better about themselves. There's some of that going on too. But there's also just like people are like so afraid of each other. It's like I better do this or I'm gonna like get canceled. It's like might as well do it. Then I don't have to worry. It's like, it's actually, and I don't, having, it's, I don't, it's I don't even want to be thing, dude. It's like, it's like if people are just like constantly like performing because they're afraid they're going to get canceled, it's just going to like regress and regress causes. It's like, it's not just, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's the other thing that drives me crazy about labeling people as contrarians. It's not contrarian to kind of bemoan this shit. It's like, I know it, it just sounds like complaining, but it's not contrarian. It's, it's like, I like actively think it's like harmful and regressive. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I don't, yeah. Cause I, I don't really want to be pigeonholed as like having a conversation that is in defense of this stuff because that's not what this is. It's just, it's just genuinely talking about feelings surrounding like how we deal with this as a people, which is also fucked up. It's, uh, we're not placing the emphasis on like, Oh, but like, look at how everybody's reacting it's really not that it's it's there's bad things happening but then it, it causes more and more bad things to happen there's just a lot of negativity also being spread. 
also, because this is another thing that really drives me crazy, like critiquing or, or, or criticizing or just like, I don't know, having any type of uh, thing to say about the way people react to shit. Like the way people jumped on Chain Kruth before the details came out or like the way people jump on the like people critique others like uh maybe like response to different social justice issues and how they respond to them online and shit if you critique how people respond you're not critiquing like what they're responding to like like we're not like defending shit you know what i mean like saying like jumping on this with that before details come out is harmful for these reasons doesn't mean you're like endorsing what happened it's like somehow exactly. that that's like been totally confused. Like you can't like critique the way people react, or you're critiquing like what they're reacting to. It's like two completely different things. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's very reductive. I mean, somebody said something to me tonight, which I thought was really true. He said everybody loves a repost, and I was like, that's really what it is. Like a, like reposting something that aligns you with something that resembles like you know being a moral person or having some sort of moral high ground without having to do anything or at the or you know at the most like adding your own little bit of text that's just a recycled version of what the person before you said like it's not really there's nothing insightful there there's nothing really there's no solutions being offered it's just a repost everybody loves a repost yeah and like I really, yeah. This is lazy. Exactly. Like, people really do think they're. It's also just such an easy way to, like, be like, I'm helping. I'm making a difference when you're like, you're really not. Just, like, shut the fuck up. Like, log off. If you want to help, that's great. Like, like, just go do it then. Like, stop fucking reposting shit. It doesn't help. <laughs> and I, I don't, I, yeah, and, and this is obviously touchy territory, but I have to say that there's, there's like a deep irony in all the Black Lives Matter stuff happening now, and then multiple black artists being canceled for they themselves having, you know, what a, a semblance of like non-woke opinions about the way they've been treated in their own life by a particular group of people, which, yeah, in and of itself can be racist, but it's just funny to me how like yeah, how no, people like, decide yeah, again, what the like, moral not to defend like the wily anti-semitism not not to defend his anti-semitism but there's a way to like talk about why that exists without just being like fuck wily cancel him because that's like super i know hard. yeah that like no one had no one no one gave a shit about any context for where those comments were coming from and it's like most people are like oh well it doesn't matter why would you defend it and it's like well because black people are an oppressed people and maybe we should maybe un try and understand like why a black artist feels the way that they do like isn't that the whole thing right now that we're supposed to be listening to people that we haven't listened to historically like shouldn't we check into why they might have those prejudices and in the same way why do we have our own prejudices about certain you know minorities like we need to figure out where these things come from and try and rectify them rather than being like oh racist piece of shit canceled all music deleted that's how we that's how we handle things it's just it's blacklisting people and that's that's a horrible way to progress as a society it's not there is no progress in it it's just there's, right. yeah, there's exactly. nothing there's, exactly you want to if you want to cancel Kanye like you the like how how are you going to cancel the like the cultural impact that a figure like that has without any inquiry as to wh why he might be feeling the way that he does? Aren't we kind of shouldn't we be kind of interested in maybe why he feels the way that he does? Like isn't haven't we touted him as one of the most interesting and like brilliant minds of our time? But it's like oh no, Trump guy, like piece of shit out. Yep. Mental or, or, or at like like you were saying, which to me is the most interesting, is belittling him as a mentally ill person. Like, you know, Kanye was tweeting like at the end of his tweet, like, yeah, they were incoherent, but white supremacy. And, you know, he, Kanye is one of the first like everybody talks about the difference between racism and and class like 
you know, being being a classist or just problems with class rather than just race. And Kanye was one of the first people to talk about class as he entered the fashion industry. And he was like, it's not really about me being black. It's about me, you know, it's about the class, like me as a, as a black rapper artist entering the fashion world, there's a class issue of like, I'm not high society. Right. And Kanye was one of the first people to, to call that out. And he was, I mean, everyone was just like, oh, he's crazy. He just like wants to start a clothing line. He's just like, right. Well, it's also just like this weird, but, and then like the critique of that or the kind of like lack of reading into that is also just because he like, didn't like dress it up in like pseudo academic language. You know what I mean? Like it's because like fucking like online leftists or whatever, people are just as like high society minded. If you don't like speak in academic speak, it's like not a worthy opinion. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem with journalism is that all of the journalists are generally operating from this academic perspective where it's like, if you're not interpreting it in this like very specific stuffy kind of academic, like ultra woke way, then you're on the other side. You're not one of us. And that, that in of itself is, is a, is a class issue Absolutely. because all of, all of these people who are writing are generally like well-educated, rich white kids. That's, that's who most of them are. Do you know what drives me? Oh, no, go ahead. No, go for it. It's because, like, what drives me crazy about that vibe, too, is, like, on Twitter and shit, when, like, people try to, like, respond by, like, educating, quote-unquote, the person who, who is tweeting something they disagree with, and and they always, like, do it in this weird kind of, like, like baby talk, like, condescending way. So I'm like, hi, blah, blah, blah. I would, like, want to tell you why these ideas are actually extremely wrong. Like, exclamation point. You know what I'm talking about? Shit, like, I know it's, like... Not a big deal, but shit drives me so crazy. It's like so fucking annoying. No, man, it's ra- that, uh, that's it's racist. Even it, it, it doesn't even matter what race it is. It's racist. It's 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 racist and classist to talk down to people for being less educated than you and being less informed than you. Yeah, you know, because that that was always like the big uh, criticism of Trump supporters is like, oh, they're uneducated, poor white people who don't know what's best for them. Exactly. And, and that in of itself is like, is such an othering, I mean, it's, it, and it get, and it feels so much fire to those people. It like, they, and then, then they start being complacent and like empowered by their ignorance. They're like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I fuck with Trump. Exactly. And that's where the fire comes from. And that's, it, it, it just radicalizes people to be even more the way that they are than they already were. To exactly. Which it's may like, have been fucked know, up. You want to like rant at these people about like white privilege. It's like this kind of thing where it's like, yeah, of course, like white privilege and all that shit is real. And it's like, not that you should never talk about it or something, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you, like why say these like just blatantly inflammatory things to people just like instead talk to someone as like a person and like listen to their experience and like talk to them about your perspective and your experience it's just like kind of like lecturing them about truisms it's just it's just not worth it it's just completely like useless just does nothing but make yourself feel like smart and better by yourself i know and that's i think what we want to get more into with this is like having like more open and honest conversations with people about things that we don't we're not equipped to talk about quite as much as as they might be which is something that i on i personally rarely see a journalist doing a, a journalist and the people on tw- all the folks on twitter always just want to like stand on their own pedestal and speak from their own uh perspective of like it's supreme all, knowledge it's, and it's, opinion it's just like driving clicks paying their bosses that's what it is yeah, I mean that that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. Your the point you made the other day was 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 great about that. Yeah, it's like Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all these people calling for socialism and it's like who do you work for? <laughs> yeah, and like this <laughs> this like sensationalized article like wh- yeah, who why is, does it who, even who exist? Art- it exists yeah, to like line your boss's pockets with like ad it's, it's, it's for it's for advertising money. It's like Yep. We still live. We still live in America, guys. Like, it's, like, do like it, it's so. It's just always so bizarre to me that people like people work the jobs that they do and like do the shit that they do, and then have all these like high ideals and high morals about like the way the world should work. 
when there's it's just like everyone also who even has dude even anyone who has the space to even talk about it is already so complicit in so many levels of shit with how things already work that it's just like everyone is a, such a fucking hypocrite and people don't like to even like take people's experience like people are so obsessed with fear like things in the theoretical now maybe this is like a product of being online too much or something but what the thing you said earlier like all those years ago about kanye going off about like how hard it was as like a black rapper to break into this high society fashion world it's like and then people being like oh but he's rich and well that's true but you're like again as always missing nuance like but he actually is a black rapper who tried to break into this world like it happened to him it didn't happen to you it happened to him so why don't you let listen you know what yeah I mean? that's his experience yeah. no it's it's just so fun yeah like all of, all of, all the left-leaning journalists want to like discredit a black guy who rose to the top and don't want to listen to his ideas because they don't align align with their own it's like you have to you have to rise in the way that like they want you to because they and i mean, but, I mean honestly, okay i get that like obviously rich people especially like absorbently wealthy people complaining about shit is like annoying i understand that but there's also like a it's just like dude, everything is so nuanced like it's not it can't all be broken down into like these little theory truisms it's just they just can't well what was interesting about the shane thing for me just to go back to that for a second was that like at first it seemed like amy it was some like amy couldn't be, like amy didn't what couldn't be reached for comment and one of the early things that i saw and like i was like okay so she just like wants to be silent about this she's probably like, very private she doesn't want anyone to talk about this but then the variety article comes out and it's like she, there's a lot of shit detailed there and i don't know if how aware she was that that was going to be published in the way that it was but like yeah, with I that, that new information that really sucks if that just like came out and she didn't want it yeah because my first feeling when i read the variety article was like this is kind of like isn't this kind of fucked up to be publishing all of this personal information that completely like violates amy's privacy like like what is Variety's yeah. role Wait, in, did, like, did, did she even ethical... make a statement, or was it just, like, that That was, like, in the public record that they... It seemed like it came from... Just it seemed record. like it was coming from legal documents. Like, yeah. it seemed like it, it wasn't an official statement, which, you know, again, is, like, a scummy journalist thing of just, like, everyone's going to read that article now. And, uh, I mean, they just love all this shit. It, it, it's like, a, it's like I, I don't want to align with, like, anti-media people, but, like... Fuck, fuck, fuck these guys. Well, it's just like, it's, again, it's cloaked in righteousness, but it's like driving clicks and lining pockets. No, the biggest thing is Variety's article title didn't include Amy Simons' name. It said his ex-girlfriend. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, totally, yeah, wow. I mean, a lot of people were pointing that out, but it's like, yeah, that's like, I mean, that that's the whole okay, thing. Okay, right yeah, there. there's there's been two new articles in the past few hours that do mention from from, from where yahoo entertainment and the rap and going back to kanye for a second i was talking to someone else tonight about you know him filming the pro-life anti-abortion thing and he was like that's chill and he was like you know we, we agreed with like we we're like we honest honestly probably don't really agree with like that view on that but like that's that's chill that's his opinion like people are, people are entitled like he's gone through a certain experience in his life that has led him to that conclusion in this particular moment you can disagree with that but that doesn't mean he's suddenly a piece of shit like it's it's just not like you can you can take issue with it and disagree with him that's fine but to write write people off for you know people don't people don't have opinions that they don't you know, like that people don't put their opinions out there that they don't really believe all that often. Like people are pretty. Everyone I know who has any sort of political opinion about anything, they they really think they're right about it. And like, there needs to be a level of respect for like. There's a reason that this person holds this view that's so rapidly different from mine. Like, I am, I'm not pro life, but I respect that Kanye has had some experience that has led him to feel that he is pro-life in this moment he's that is that is his god-given right to hold that opinion yeah respect people that i i think that i think that's the ultimate like liberal failure i mean i think that's so what you said earlier like why why did trump win it was because the best thing the liberals had going for them was like we know what's better for you than you do so shut up and listen to us 
and it, that's like yeah no one no one ever really ever has a reason why either they're just like oh they don't know what's best for them why don't they know what don't they know what specific policy or what specific view do they well i think it's hold? what i was saying i feel i feel like it's 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 less like what don't they know and more just like instead the like kind of liberal attitude is to like lecture people on things that may be objectively true but like they don't explain to them like why they're worth caring about it's just I'm like you're bad if you don't care about it so that's what, all you need to know you know what i mean and, it, I, and even that just is just forever a losing strategy and I, I i don't know it is and it what's really crazy to me about this is like i know your politics and my own and like it's honestly kind of scary even how much this has affected our own perspective on this because we're we're talking so much from like we keep talking about the left which i don't know if you want to say but like or what our associations are but like it would seem as if we are operating from a particular perspective as we speak negatively about a particular side of the coin when at least on a personal level, I very much align with that, with a lot of, with, with those views. And no, for me absolutely. to be speaking- Dude, dude, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I like don't have a, I'm pretty much like left wing down the, down the ticket. But if I don't check like boxes that a lot of like liberals have on how I've reached my left wing conclusions, I'm still somehow the enemy, you know, it, and that is, a huge I know problem. exactly. That's, and I think that that's why it's scary. It's like for us to even be talking this way must really mean that the compass is, you know, that the, the needle is pointing in the wrong direction or something, because for us to even be talking like this is crazy for us to be feeling like this way, how we feel is crazy. Like, I, you know, like we grew up how we grew up and we believe the things that we believe. And for us to like have so much trouble in our own camp is so, is, is, I mean, it's just fucked. We're, I mean, we're honestly just fucked. Like, I know, I know. I know. It's like, we're so divided on, on the same team. It's like, and, and, and I don't like to think of it as teams, but it is obviously there are two people going to be on the ticket when election time comes around and like they are teams and someone is going to win. And, you know, we know which side of the coin we're on. And for us to be this divided and be talking about, you know, the type of person who might be on our team and how, how fucked up they are with how they conduct themselves is, is really scary. I mean, like, like we're going to lose. <laughs> like Exactly. Exactly. They're not, fu they're not this fucked up on the other side. They're all just like kind of militant about what they believe. They're not really like fighting with each other quite as much. Like, the most the, the most divided the right can really be is like you know to like oh we hate trump it's like something like kind of lazy but like they're all still militantly right-wing and conservative in their views in a way that like is you know vastly different from anything that i can ever really associate with all right so for us to be feeling this way about people who are on our side is just is crazy I, I want to read a good tweet, not, I mean, I, I didn't think this reading tweets would ever really be our vibe on this, but what the fuck ever. Um, from maybe a controversial figure, I don't always like him, or like what he says, but I he's sick. From Michael Tracy online. Online leftists think anyone who doesn't immediately subscribe to their always accelerating vindictive culture war ideology couldn't possibly be on the left, even if they support all the standard left-wing policy prescriptions. Hence why the left is such an electoral failure. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And and to, 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 to just like take it away from negative town a little bit, like I, I welcome any conversation from no, exactly. any of the people that we're referring to because we would be hypocrites to not do that I 100%. think with this conversation and I think what we're saying the problem is that these people don't genuinely want to have a conversation with anybody but the people who share exactly the they just want to feel righteous yeah which is is that's that's the flaw and like they can hear this or I mean other people obviously hold that same opinion they can hear that and like want to have a conversation about stuff like it doesn't it really doesn't need to be so like antagonistic like i don't really feel antagonistic about talking like, i know it's I'm like don't talk about religion don't talk about politics but it's like not really that hard for me to talk about it with people like you can get a little emotional about like you know being pro-life or 
pro-abortion, whatever, you know, things that, like, obviously mean a lot to a lot of different people, but, like, it's probably stuff that we should be able to talk about with dude, each dude, other. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, if someone was like, coming at me with some, like, racist, transphobic, homophobic shit, like, yeah, that's, like, emotional, but that's what I'm saying. It's, like, people come at... If people, like, get mad that if we're, like, taught... We all want the same kind of, like, left ideas but like we have slightly different ideas on how to implement them or what like that's somehow emotional which that i don't understand you know what i mean they're not like ideological differences they're just like we just have slightly different ideas on like how to roll things out you know what i'm saying it's so bizarre that people get so angry about it no it's like every everybody we like know or used to know at this point just they just want us to like kill cops and and cancel Republicans. This is like their whole shit. There's, a, there's no. There, it's just very simple. Uh, yeah. Damn. We went in. We did. We went political. We went political. That's sick. It's a season. It's a season finale, guys. Um. Should we talk we, about other shit? Should we, talk, should we like get into like some horny shit or stuff that we usually do? Just like to. No, I think that's. I think it's sick to. I think it's sick to like snip it off right there. Like, damn, we got political, and that just be the end. It's like, man, was sick. It's just like, whoa. Oh uh, yeah, I was kind of looking forward to talking about horny shit. Yeah, all right. I, I know, but but, but but when we reach this point, we're like, all right, now what? That's that's the point you end at. I think. Yeah. I like it being rapid fire because then it like leads into the next one. It's like it's like yeah, sure. We, I guess dude, we that's just, the thing is we just keep going. We yeah, just make, we'll make being too precious about them. Yeah, we just like keep going. It's just because I'm that was, that, back in that New York sick, now. Insanely sick. I'm back in New York now. The girls are out. I'm ready to go. So I wanted to talk about horny shit, but that's for the next one, I guess. We're, yeah, we've got we've got Dime Score Confidential Volume Two for that, bro. True. People got to know what they're getting in for. This is like and, I don't and, know and, what we, and we also kind of talked about movies because of the Shane thing, and that's like finally they pack like everyone's getting what they want, like the movie talk. I think I've got the title for this one. What? Downstream color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick, right? Yeah. That's a great. That's a great finale. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess that. Yeah, I guess this concludes season one of the Ion Pod. Season two coming soon with lots of other big announcements and big exciting projects, big exciting things. We're actually not joking. There's actually a lot of shit on the way. Um. More big projects than ever before. We've, we've become complete pieces of shit. Uh, I want to give a big shout to one person in particular, although we're, you'll hear more about them soon, so I won't explain who they are because you'll see very soon. But big shouts to Tracy Todd. Big shouts to Tracy Todd. Uh, and anyone else? Just everyone who's listening, thank you. Yeah, you, thank you for a great you guys, first you season. Guys are, you, you guys are awesome. The, the messages we get are like truly bizarre and life affirming. Let's take this shit to the top. Trap hands emoji 100. Big shouts. 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 Big shouts.